you, my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Typical Tyrant, Chris M., Nicholas D., Nick Patrick, Jordan L., Algaron, Zeroshio, HS, and Beef Squatch for being a part of the team that makes this show possible. You can join them and get some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And you know what? It just occurred to me, some of you may never have checked out the website before. Go check it out. See all of the hidden Easter eggs over at thehappyhearthstone.com. Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and this week I'm so thankful to be joined by you because you know what, you? We've got some things to talk about, you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So for those of you who have been connected to the news at all in the past week, You know exactly what this episode has to be about, because it's sort of the obligation of anyone in this space to be able to speak to it. And um, I I honestly, in a weird, uh, call me a masochist, but in a weird way, I really have been looking forward to this, because I think uh, this conversation is going to bring about some deeply human things that are really important uh, for us to discuss. So though I hate the situation that brought it about, um, I've been kind of eager for the conversation. So I'm so thankful that you would join me for this. Uh, and I honestly, I'm going to skip right to it. I know normally we talk about why we're happy right off the top. Um, but when something as significant as uh, the situation with Blitzchung went down over this past week, uh, we really need to set aside any preconceived notions. We will talk about why I'm happy at the end of this episode. This episode is going to be from the very beginning, uh, just straight out the gates, right about the situation that has unfolded. Uh, I'll bring you up to speed with everything that happened, and I will uh, I'll tell you where I'm landing. And then I will close out the show with why I'm happy, a little bit of the news that's going on, as well as uh, my card of the week, of course, which uh, you know I chose something spicy and relevant, so be sure to stick around <laughs> for all of that. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this, just uh, get right into it. Uh, Honestly, I was a little bit uh, flustered because this very thing started a week ago today. Uh, So last Tuesday, and Tuesdays are typically when I release episodes, uh, overnight there was something that had happened. And as I was getting ready for work on Tuesday morning, uh, I'm brushing my teeth, checking my Twitter feed, and things are blowing up. Uh, Not literally, obviously, but everybody is talking about Blitzchung. Uh, who's a, a an APAC player in Grandmasters, so he's in the Asia-Pacific region. And it looks like he's been uh, completely banned from play. And I don't know exactly what's going on, but I kind of check it out as the day progresses and, and get uh, get involved with it. And, and come to find out that there's, uh, there, there is a lot significant that happened with him. It was uh, pretty, uh, pretty weird for me because this is the day that I'm supposed to release a positive, fun episode of the show that I, that I create and that I'm proud to create. And it was definitely not a fun and happy day in the lives of Hearthstone players. In fact, uh, all of a sudden, Hearthstone players were trying to figure out what world politics looked like and global uh, economic situations and stuff like that. So uh, it it was weird. Um, I I was really bummed, too, because last week's episode really was a special one. 
So if uh, if you didn't listen to it then, I completely understand there was enough going on, but I'd encourage you as things are kind of winding down uh, to go back and listen to it. I had a, a buddy, uh, Jordan, from the community who actually has his own Hearthstone podcast, and he came on and talked about some of his favorite wacky cards. And it was just a really fun conversation. It reminded me a lot of the heart behind the Happy Hearthstone. And um, and yeah, I was so thankful that we got to do that. So though it may have not have been timely then, I hope that you'll go back and listen to it if you didn't. And again, I completely understand why. So anyway, so that was a little behind the scenes for me. It felt very odd releasing it, but I knew that I just needed to do that and uh, and understand that it might take some people some time. So let's get back to what actually happened. So Blitzchung was a player, and, I, and I'll fast forward or go through quickly as much as I can the stuff that has been in the wings for a while. Um, he was, uh, he was interviewed during or after his win as all winners are in Grandmasters, and came into his winner's interview wearing a ski mask. And he was prompted by the casters to say what was on his mind or on his heart. And he, he used, uh, the words liberate Hong Kong revolution of our age. And the ski mask and those words are a battle cry that the people of Hong Kong have been using in their revolution currently. If you're unfamiliar with the situation in Hong Kong, it is worth investigating. I'll be completely transparent that I did not know what was going on before this happened. Uh, And I'm glad that this uh, was able to bring some attention to it, including my own, um, because it's a really big deal for the people who live over there. The long and short of it is that though um, the uh, though Hong Kong is a semi-autonomous region of China with its own legal system, uh, there was a proposed bill back in June that would have had the residents uh, of Hong Kong tried in mainland China. And there is a lot of messiness with the Chinese government right now. Um, and the people of Hong Kong have been protected because they have their own legal system. So this was basically going to um, just uh, cut off th- what freedom they already had, honestly. And that bill has since been pulled, but the citizens of Hong Kong have really been in an uproar ever since because it kind of showed the writing on the wall as far as what the Chinese government is trying to do to really take control of uh, the one semi-autonomous region uh, within it. So the people have been in unrest for a while, and a lot of that is still um, is still pretty much unanswered. Uh, for what the future is going to hold for its citizens. So after Blitzchung made that statement on his interview, uh, Blizzard pretty quickly came down hard. So this had happened, I guess, on... Actually, I'm not sure which day it happened. But anyway, Tuesday morning, like I said, uh, Blizzard made a statement that they were going to revoke Blitzchung's prize winning so far from the season and uh, put him on delay and out of the running uh, in Grandmasters for the next year. Now, according to their contract... Uh, they were well within their rights to do this. So there was nothing illegal that Blizzard did through this decision. Most corporations, to my understanding, and it makes sense that when they're creating contracts, especially for independent people who are tied to the organization, but not really, um, you know, they're, they're not personally liable for much, uh, that they write this into their contracts that really give them uh, the grounds at any point to be able to dismiss them. And I think it was that if if a player was seen in um, a refutable eye by any part of the community, that they would be able to do that. Obviously, this political statement would put him in uh, a refutable position with the Chinese government, especially. And though um, though that specifically might have a negative connotation for us, uh, that's still within their rights to do that. 
And they also decided to not work further with the casters because they kind of egged him on from what we can understand from the translation to say what he said rather than uh, keep things focused on Hearthstone, uh, which is what they were there for, obviously. Um, Everybody was pretty furious. Uh, The community was, and rightfully, in my opinion, uh, because the punishment, though, within their rights was not what anyone would have expected. And it felt extremely harsh. Uh, the Again, the contract gave them rights to do pretty much whatever they wanted to, but this felt, because of one mistake that this guy made, completely kicked out of competitive play, even though it was just a year, I, being kicked from Grandmasters means he would have had to uh, had to work his way back into it. And granted, it was intentional. Blitzchung knew that he was risking getting kicked out of there, but no one liked it, especially when it seems like an oppressive government is holding things over Hong Kong, and that they that the Hong Kong residents might actually um, might might be in the right for wanting to have their own freedom and, and stuff like that. So here's a little bit of the background, and I did a little research for this also. Uh, Blizzard obviously sells a lot of products in China. Blizzard is a worldwide company, though they're based in America. They sell their products all over the world. It's estimated that somewhere in the neighborhood of 12% of their revenue uh, comes from China directly. And I looked at a recent earnings call for Activision Blizzard, and they reported about $1.1 billion was their anticipated revenue for this current quarter that we're in. Now, these are very rough estimates because I know I'm patching together with Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, earnings revenue and that kind of stuff. But we're talking roughly around $120 million that comes from Chinese players over the course of a few months. Uh, for Activision Blizzard. Now, also from my understanding, there are heavy hands coming from the Chinese government with these companies, uh, uh, companies that might be actually owned by the Chinese government. And so there's, it, it gets really gray. And now the, the big thing I have to be careful with here is that I don't know what I'm talking about with a lot of that. So I'm going to really try and keep a focus to what I do know. Um, but I know enough to know that there, that there is there is sketchiness at best between the relationship of uh, Chinese companies, the Chinese government, and then ultimately Activision Blizzard also. Now, that all went down. Um, there, I mean, the community was in a crazy place, essentially. Casters were stepping down from their casting gigs, uh, Kibler and Admirable, most notably. And there was actually a collegiate team, a collegiate Hearthstone team in their official competition that broadcast, they held up a sign that said Free Hong Kong Boycott Blizzard on their stream as they were about to get kicked off. And uh, what was interesting is that though they did that, they were not penalized at all for doing it. Uh, and they were pretty outraged. They were kind of trying to show duplicity, I guess. Or, re- I mean, the truth is they forced Blizzard in a really a, a, a lose-lose situation um, because people would have been more upset if they had gotten uh, cut also, but also it's duplicitous if they don't. So anyway, they decided to step down and not compete out of um, solidarity for Blitzchung. There was full media coverage on this, uh, not just esports venues or video game venues, but I'm talking CNN, Fox News, everyone was covering this. Even Marco Rubio, I saw, tweeted in support of figuring out uh, these big companies' relationship with China better uh, as a result of Blitzchung specifically. And uh, when you see when you see a a high level politician like Marco Rubio doing something like that, it's it's very strange and <laughs> interesting at the same time. 
Um, but uh, but basically, this was just getting all over the news. I'm pretty sad that Hearthstone's first foray into wide media coverage was something so negative um, because people actually started asking me because my friends know that I have a Hearthstone podcast. And they said, wait, hey, did you hear about this? And I'm like, yeah, I, d- I definitely did. I'm guessing you did, too. So anyway, all of that went down. And honestly, the entire community, from my perspective, really seemed at odds with itself and unsure of what to do. Um, It really stunk that this happened on Tuesday, by the way, because this was the release of the Doom in the Tomb event, which a lot of us were really excited about. Wild cards, new stuff, a lot of reason to be excited about the game. And so for this to happen that morning, it was a very odd launch for that. And honestly, like, I didn't feel a lot of encouragement um, that, like, I really wanted to get in the game and play just because things were so weird. So, um, so bummer for the timing of all of this, but, um, obviously it did happen, right? So, uh, so everyone's confused. There's a lot of outrage in the community. And finally, late on Friday night, uh, Blizzard made an official public statement about their decision and they went back on some things. This was a statement from, uh, Jay Allen Brack, CEO of Activision, or excuse me, of Blizzard, and they decided to give Blitzchung his prize earnings because they say, you know, he earned those. And so we we feel like it's too harsh to uh, retroactively just do all of that because of one statement he made. And Blitzchung did accept those prize earnings on the back end as well. They made his penalty time only six months and they did the same for the casters as well. It was also made clear, not in the official um, release, but through some other channels, um, an official Blizzard employee said that his spot in Grandmasters will be held for him, from what I can understand. In Blitzchung's response, he said that he is not sure if he's going to return to the game or not, which is understandable. Um, But I think that this is a really critical uh, piece of information that we're given because it seemed like because he was going to be suspended for six months that they would refill his position during that time, which basically means he's out. And um, if you haven't done a lot of study of the Grandmaster system, it is extremely hard to get into. And so for anybody to be relegated or moved out for any reason like this uh, means that it, it does not look good for them to get back in um, for a long time. So that is most of what went down from my vantage point. Um, pretty much all of the other podcasts, because like I said, I released mine the day that happened. Pretty much all other Hearthstone podcasts have had a chance now to say something about this. And I was pretty jealous at first because, uh, you know, people, uh, people like the Angry Chicken, I think, actually recorded an episode that day. And then uh, Hero Power came out with a great bonus episode, uh, Coin Concede Off Curve. I mean, pretty much everyone has has come out with something now. Um, but then after Friday's statement, uh, there's kind of a fresh wind for, okay, now what do we do in light of that? And um, where does this leave us? It really is the big question. And the the only thing that's for sure is that there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of gray area. So I want more than anything to bring you clarity on this, and I'm going to tell you what to do. Are you ready for this? Some of you are super nervous about what I'm going to say. <laughs> Come on, it's the happy hours that it's Andrew. But but seriously, I do want to lean in a bit and and tell you, I can, I can without a doubt tell you exactly what you need to do in light of politics, opinions, and words spoken, okay? Are you ready for this? Do exactly what you need to do, Okay? Do exactly what you need to do. Now, I know it sounds like a cop-out. 
But I truly believe this. No one can tell you what path to take here in light of what's happened other than you. If you in your gut cannot get over the fact that Blizzard made a decision that seems sketch at best and influenced by money and politics, I get that. And you have the decision and the choice to stop playing their games or putting money into them. Now, on the other side, if you just love Hearthstone, if you hate that all of this happened and it just seems weird, but you know you you really love this game and you find no reason that you want to stop playing it other than kind of this guilty feeling like, am I supporting China by doing this? You need to keep playing Hearthstone and you need to do it with zero guilt. See, here's the bigger thing that's really come to the forefront for me through this situation. We as humans really like to deal in absolutes when it comes to our opinions and perspectives. Let me say that again. We really like to deal in absolutes when it comes to our opinions and perspectives. And I do believe that there are some absolutes when it comes to the world we live in, how humans can flourish best. I That's just part of what I believe. But... from what I've seen and experienced in my own mind and heart, that list is typically way slimmer than our guts would think most of the time. I want to encourage you to not hold your convictions, especially on this matter, against anyone else who sees things differently than you. Some of you probably need to stop playing this game because it's really not in good conscience for you to do so. And I think anyone that told you that your conscience is wrong or that you need to get over it Uh, really needs to check their own motives and understanding. I would be willing to bet that probably more of you, though, need to let go of some of the ickiness around this whole thing. And this kind of leads to where I personally fall. I don't want to just tell you what I think overarchingly. I'll tell you directly what I think also for myself. Hearthstone is a video game that I've spent more time playing, coaching, creating content around than any other game or hobby. Like, it's not even close at all. I I never thought that I would even have a podcast, listenership, Patreon, all those kinds of things, okay? And to be honest, I still really like the game of Hearthstone on its own. I don't like the actions that were taken around Blitzchung, though the step back was much better and much more in line what I think what was appropriate given given the situation. The fact that they said China didn't play a role at all in their decisions, in their uh, in their secondary statement, has me feeling really lied to, and I don't like that. Uh, but I can't necessarily prove anything either, so it's kind of foolish for me to just hang my hat on that and make a big decision uh, based off of a feeling. There are so many developers and people behind the game of Hearthstone that had nothing to do with this decision, and who probably disagree in a small or big way with how things went down. In fact, I forgot to mention that on the Blizzard campus, if you haven't been, there's this huge orc statue. He's riding a a frost wolf or a a wolf, I I don't know quite, Um, but it's massive, it's huge, and there's a compass at the base of that statue that has all of the company's core values, and two of those are uh, All Voices Matter and Think Globally. And those two in particular were taped over by employees on their campus. And they they staged uh, walkouts during during days because uh, apparently Blizzard didn't make any internal statements during that time either. So there were a lot of employees who were upset about the decisions that were made too. Um, and because the developers have been working so hard on this game, I really think there's some great people behind this game. 
I want to support those developers to keep making the game of Hearthstone better than it currently is. I've played this game longer. I've created stuff around it. I'm passionate about the community. All of that um, is because of the game, and it's also because of the people behind it and who play it as well. Now, the unfortunate reality, and I haven't heard anyone say this directly, but I'm sure a lot of people are feeling this intuitively. The unfortunate reality is that I don't see a place where I can support this game without supporting the big corporation behind it. So this is why the decision is so difficult for me, and I'm sure many of you as well. I've decided that for me, it's not worth throwing the baby out with the bathwater on this issue. Uh, especially since I've researched this, this issue is far greater than just Activision Blizzard. And if I were to make that decision to stop playing any game made by them or supporting uh, the games financially, uh, I would want to expunge all companies and corporations in the same way from my life. Like I know from my research, Apple has recently hit the limelight also because of an app that they denied. And uh, honestly, with Apple, it's the same kind of deal. I really like their technology. Similarly, there are people behind the technology that have created these great products. So uh, it's it's pretty much the exact same thing where uh, I, I, could, I could live without Apple. I could live without Hearthstone. But I don't really want to, and I don't know that, like, at, I guess I was speaking to my conscience earlier if that was telling you to stop playing these games. I don't necessarily feel guilt behind continuing to play a game that I enjoy because there were people at the very top, or maybe even auxiliary, it could have been people on the esports side or something who made decisions that I disagree with. So for me personally, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to continue playing Hearthstone. I'm going to continue pre-ordering expansions and buying promotional bundles when I want to. I haven't purchased all of them, by the way. <laughs> I will still find opportunities to voice my concern or opinions, mostly on social media. But it's not going to be from a hateful place towards any specific employee, even Jay Allen Brack, who's the CEO, if you're not uh, familiar. I'm going to direct it towards Blizzard. Because as a company and brand, they have always represented a commitment to the highest level of video games and storytelling in those games. I believe that that is still there, and I'm eager to see where and how it continues to develop. The angst that I feel toward the corporate entity is, like I said, bigger than Activision Blizzard itself, and is actually more of a reflection of American capitalism in its current state. Now, again, I, I just, I, I am typically the guy who doesn't want to talk politics because I find that debating about these things don't really get us very close to a better solution most of the time. Now, I, I'll be honest that for me, that, that usually ends up on the other side of the spectrum, which is just complete apathy towards it, which also doesn't solve anything. I think it's somewhere in the middle where we can speak openly and honestly about how we feel, what we think is best, and try and organize things towards that end. Because this is, these are the big corporations uh, that, are, that have messy dealings with the Chinese government and stuff, um, these are not things that we're going to solve on Twitter or that we're going to solve through an email or through a Facebook group or something like that. Uh, there are things that we need to have conversations with business owners about. Um, that we need to talk and we need to be open-handed with 
and not just so fiercely critical or judgmental. You know, I mentioned earlier, again, this is a very broad brush and probably estimate of a number, but let's say that it's close that for Activision Blizzard, if China just shut down uh, their distribution of games in their country, it's $120 million that gets cut from the bottom line. And that's just over three months. So over a year, we're talking, what, $480 million? So practically half a billion dollars of revenue. That is not small peas. And if that were cut, what that would amount to are also jobs that are cut, which um, unfortunately, Blizzard also made some decisions that were not great in that department uh, many months ago. Um, But I think that it would be completely um, unavoidable if that were to happen, that there wouldn't be a reflection in the personnel. And so... I can't, when I think about if, if Jay Allenbrack is the one at the end of the day who's pulling the levers and making the decisions, that there's some amount of this decision that's also for the sake of the employees that I'm sorry, but I, I believe that he does care about at the end of the day, that, uh, that cutting that much revenue or, or making a decision that's in line with that revenue staying in the company is protective to some degree. Now, I... I guess I should go back one more time and say that there's no easy answer here. No matter what you do, there are penalties, there are consequences for the decision that's made. And my opinion is that you can argue and debate either side or any other uh, tertiary side well and make a good point. Um, So that's why I get to the end of all of this and I say, you've got to make this decision for yourself. What matters most to you should matter most to you. And if somebody is telling you that it shouldn't, um, that's probably not in their right to say that. Uh, And you can choose to accept it or refute it as much as you like, but do so respectfully, right? This is basic human dignity that we're talking about, that we truly see the value in another human being, regardless of what their opinions, thoughts, or or preferences are on anything. I, I really believe that at the end of the day, if we can't see the dignity in another human life, we are really gonna struggle to have any conversation that's valuable. And so for this specifically, with all of the gray area in it, I want to encourage you in two very specific ways that you have got to translate to your own world. And that is one, be true to what you need to do with no guilt here. And number two, don't hold your opinions as truth that everyone must follow. Let me say it again for those of you who are listening at 2.5 times, because some of you are, (laughs) I don't know that you could do that, but maybe some. Maybe some of you. I can just do (laughs) 1.2. Two takeaways here. Be true to what you need to do with no guilt. And two, don't hold your opinions as truth that everyone must follow. Give grace, give freedom, give room for people, especially since we're talking at the end of the day with the Hong Kong incident about freedom. Give freedom to your fellow Americans or fellow citizens of the world to hold their opinions how they want to. I saw this great clip recently of Ellen DeGeneres going to a baseball game with George W. Bush. So two people, and some of you have seen this, some of you haven't. It's like 60 seconds long. So if you search on YouTube, Ellen DeGeneres, George W. Bush, you'll find it real quick. Um, 
But apparently she was at, she tweeted something that was like a picture of them together or a video or something like that. I think it was actually on broadcast sports uh, that they were together. And she was getting a lot of social media backlash from people like, how could you sit next to someone who's super conservative in their views? Because obviously Ellen DeGeneres is pretty liberal. And so she really took the time on her show to say like, kind of a reflection of what I'm saying now. Uh, it was based off her, not, not on me, just to be clear, that we need to we need to hold with human dignity people whose views are different than ours. It is not good for us to only be kind to people who believe exactly what we believe. That's actually like the opposite of kindness. For me and my personal beliefs and uh, and the stories that I hold most truth and love towards, um, I look at a, a statement that Jesus made in the Bible. What good is it if you only love people who love you? He says, everyone does that. This is the Andrew version of it. And he basically says, everyone does that. What good is it if you do that? That's not actually going to help you to stand out. What you need to do is love those who hate you. And this is a paradox in the Christian faith. And it's a paradox that I think all of us struggle with to some degree. We all, to some degree, want to be kind to other people, but it is most difficult to be kind to people that we disagree with because there is something in them that we see as predatory towards us, whether they're being direct about it or not, if their beliefs are different. And so I want to urge you more than ever during this time to let it be an opportunity to grow in your ability to be kind and generous to people who see things differently than you do. I promise you, you will grow as a result. You will become better as a result as a, uh, as a person who holds human dignity well and who truly loves other people well. It is hard at first. Um, I'll admit that this is an area that I've struggled with a lot in the past and still do to some degree, but it's something I'm constantly pushing myself in. Uh, and, and really remind myself of often that in order for me to love someone, it is not necessary that they agree with me on just about anything. Um, I, it's going to be hard if they cannot have a conversation <laughs> with me because uh, then there can be no exchange of friendship or love. But, um, but I'm going to do everything in my power to not hold it against other people who aren't in that place, but also to offer myself freely to anyone, uh, regardless of what they enjoy. And honestly, life becomes a lot more sweeter. Uh, that is really bad vocabulary when, <laughs> when you choose to do that as well. So... Uh, that is 30 minutes into the show, and I am uh, really tired just from talking about the one thing, which I assumed I would. I didn't want to lead off saying this would be a shorter show, because that always dooms uh, and condemns myself into a longer show. Um, but I'll be honest, we're kind of going to move on from there and uh, and wrap up the show. I will tell you, though, why I'm happy. Um, as I mentioned at the top, I'm happy today because we get to have this conversation, and that's something that's really severe and uh, difficult can actually be a pathway to good conversation that we all need to be a part of in order to become better people. And it's, um, you know, I, I've heard the analogy before about diamonds coming from coal that uh, that doesn't happen uh, through just kind of, you know, brushing it off with sandpaper every now and then. It comes through throwing it in the fire and the, the, um, the impurities melting away 
Fire is not something that is comfortable even for coal, um, but you can actually find what's good and valuable through that. And that is my hope for our community, for you listening to this and for myself, that we would all take this as an opportunity uh, to become better people as a result of it. Now, um, I, I will say that I'm also happy um, in the little bits that I have gotten to play. Uh, Doom in the Tomb, though, like I said, it was overshadowed by the news, uh, was a lot of fun to jump into. I was able to um, one-shot the Tavern Brawl and get the pack. I uh, got the five packs from logging in. Don't forget about that. And so far, I've gone 3-0 and with my Mage Warlock Arena run. So I've got the Warlock Hero Power, which, by the way, if you didn't know best hero power in the game. And Mage has got some pretty good burn spells. I don't remember if I got any of them now that I think about it, but <laughs> deck's working well so far. I need to jump back in because I haven't for a while. Um, I'll talk more about my experience with the meta in the card of the week. Uh, and I'm excited for a couple other reasons. So I got to guest on Off Curve, which many of you know Off Curve is my good friend Wicked Goods Hearthstone podcast. He comes on the show to do all of the review episodes with me, so many of you know him through that. Uh, and because of the uh, of these wild cards coming into standard, he invited me to actually come on his show and do a mini review of those cards. So it was a lot of fun. If you enjoy the review episodes, definitely go and listen to it. Again, the release was kind of estranged with all of the news and stuff. So if you missed it, go back and listen to it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I realized as we were starting the recording that actually he and I haven't gone on record for any of these cards because... Uh, we took over the reviews and stuff for this show after all of these sets had been released. So, so definitely go listen to that if you didn't, and I would be a very happy boy because <laughs> we had a we had a really good time. Um, and then next, uh, the other big reason why I'm happy is because the World of Podcasts panels have been announced for Con Before the Storm. If you're not familiar with this, this is a, a community-hosted event every single year that's the night before BlizzCon happens, uh, which this year is October 31st at the Anaheim Hilton, and it uh, it features a lot of different game uh, panels, and in the past these have all been podcast hosts. Uh, this year looks a little bit different and is exciting because they're actually expanding the uh, the people that they wanted on these panels. I was lucky enough to go out to BlizzCon last year and be a part of this panel. It was a huge uh, opportunity and I was super thankful for it. And I am in every parts equally excited and anticipatory for being on it again this year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It is a it is a jam-packed panel. So uh, Jocelyn from the Angry Chicken is going to be moderating our panel, which is great. Uh, Major Death, you may know him from his Twitch streamers or from being on this show a couple times as well. And he actually has his own podcast now uh, called Doctor Three. We've got Bodicus from Coin Concede, Steve Lubitz or Wicked Good from Off Curve, and then Deck Tech Nicholas Weiss who covers. Uh, Hearthstone over at BlizzPro and writes articles for them. He's also been on the show as well. Uh, that constitutes all six of the people who are going to be on the panel. Uh, it's funny because as I've been thinking about this panel, 
These are some really good friends, and I'll be I'll be honest and transparent. I haven't gotten to meet Jocelyn before. Uh, she was doing some behind the scenes stuff last year with World of Podcasts, which super grateful for. But um, I I haven't gotten to know her on a personal level. But all of these other guys, I would call friends. Um, in fact, I got to hang out with uh, everyone but Steve at BlizzCon last year. I stayed with Major Jeff and his wife. Uh, so like, and and then Steve from all the content we've created together, it really is a true friend. So it'll be an interesting dynamic that uh, Jocelyn's moderating uh, the the rest of us boys who are like uh, besties. So <laughs> it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure she's going to do great and we're all going to play nice and <laughs> it'll be a really fun time. So if you're in the area for BlizzCon, uh, even if you don't have a ticket to BlizzCon, this is a free event again at the Anaheim Hilton. Hearthstone panel will be from 6.30 till 7.15 Pacific time that evening on the second floor there. So please come out, hang out with us. Usually we have some time for Q&A, which is always a lot of fun as well. And uh, we have a lot to discuss uh, from the past year. There's been a lot. Uh, There always is, but this year has been significant in a lot of ways. So really, really excited for that. And in the past, they've actually allowed us to release the audio from that on our podcast. So I will definitely do that um, here on the show if uh, if they do that again. So I'll release it as soon as I get it. So even if you can't come out, you'll still get the benefit of being able to uh, listen to all us knuckleheads talk about the game and <laughs> all of our predictions. It's always funny because it usually releases after BlizzCon has been announced. So you get to hear our predictions uh, after we know exactly what's coming. So it uh, should be a blast. So lots of reasons to be happy. I tell you what, let's record a card of the week and let's go home. Okay, so here we go. Wild time in Hearthstone, make a deck with all the gold legendaries. Oh, no way, you cannot access that. Ragnaros the Fire Lord, Flame Waker's not cold. So much damage on the board, die, insect, die. But one god's ruling all, bringing back all the dolls that you thought were all gone. I wish it that was true. You thought Reborn wasn't scary, but then things got really hairy when I revived six of these and they ruined your day. Oh, card to defenders here now. And he's in your way along with five of his buddies. You have no chance to get through. Unless Ephraim offers a master spell tool, cartoon defenders disgusting. Uh, while that's that lethal, exactly what Trump's dreaming of, cartoon defender, no thanks. <laughs> so, cartoon defender is a six mana three four with taunt, reborn, and death rattle restore three health to your hero. Oh my goodness! So Nazoth is back, and cartoon defender makes him beyond disgusting. I played a game just today and I was playing a Highlander Hunter deck uh, to uh, to deal with my quest. I had to play some Hunter cards and figure Highlander Hunter's pretty good. Um, I was th- So this was the quest Nazoth Priest uh, that I'm sure some of you at least have seen going around. So there's not a lot of early game, but once you get that mid game, it's Convincing Infiltrators, it's Cartoon Defenders, uh, it's Psychopomps, Katrina Muerte, and, um, yeah, this person just had the perfect hand, essentially. And I got to play Zul'jin, which uh, played Call of the Wild, Unleash the Beast, and, uh, Deadly Shot to take care of something. And it was really a point in the game where it was like, you either have Plague of Death, and I lose, or you don't have it, and I win. And, of course, they had it. 
Um, and so mass resurrection brought back, uh, brought back all sorts of stuff. I think that at some point they were able to revive three cartoon defenders. I wonder if it actually counts, uh, counts the token as a separate minion. I don't think it does. Anyway, um, what's, what's crazy with cartoon defender is that when it's reborn and you have the three, one copy, that copy dying is essentially the original thing when it comes to Mass Resurrections or Nazoth. So Nazoth very easily, honestly, can end up uh, bringing back six of these, which is just, it's just disgusting. So it, I don't know exactly how much damage I dealt to the opponent, um, but I know it didn't matter because there were multiple times when they had 30 health uh, throughout the game. So it was pretty defeating. Um, I did not feel good after playing that game. I'm amazed that my opponent felt good. Actually, it probably feels really good to be hiding behind that wall and not have anything your opponent can do because that always feels good. Um, but gosh, I need some more time with this meta because I uh, I feel like I feel like Nizoth specifically is just enough to drive me insane with these control decks. And uh, I've seen a lot of like e people really lamenting Evolve and Evolve Shaman. So maybe I'll try that out and see how it goes. Although I I really don't want to touch Quest Shaman because um, I'm kind of sick of that as well. So um, there's, there's a lot of mixed emotions for me <laughs> when it comes to the meta. Um, but I'm still enjoying those Tavern Brawls. And, you know, honestly, actually, I found a Highlander Paladin deck. I, can't, I think Blue Denim was the name of the player. Uh, who got to legend with it and i started messing around with it and i actually went on a pretty hot streak with it so i'm going to come back to it and keep trying it out because i was having fun with that uh sir finley finally getting his day in the sun at least for me <laughs> and it's it's a pretty aggressive deck usually you try and win by turn seven or eight uh it's got the mysterious challenger and yeah some other fun tools so uh, i'm going to try it out some more and hopefully that'll be good all right, so let's close down this episode. I want to remind you that you are the happy Hearthstone, though today I shared where I'm coming from. Um, I'm sharing it openly and honestly because I know that many of you listen to this show because you resonate a lot with what I'm saying. And I don't mean that you agree with everything that I believe in, and that's totally okay. Um, I, I just know that there is a greater, uh, a greater sense of our community who really do want to be for one another and like I mentioned before, kind without the requirement of us seeing eye to eye on literally everything, because that doesn't happen very often. And um, I think I've heard it said that a, um, a fool doesn't have many advisors, but a, uh, a wise man would um, create a council of diverse opinions, something like that. That's very, uh, that's very general, <laughs> but that's something I really hold to that I, I, I get better from hearing from you guys who come from different angles and different opinions, uh, than just finding people who believe exactly what I believe and being completely brainwashed by that. Uh, it keeps me sharp as far as what I believe in, but it also opens me up to things that I might be blind to. So, so thank you for being a part of this community, for being a part of this episode. If this episode in particular was helpful for you, I would ask, uh, would you help to spread it? Uh, either retweeting me on Twitter, uh, texting it to a friend, or any other way of sharing it in your circles. Um, I would, of course, be really appreciative for that. 
Uh, and there are other ways you can support the show, like leaving a review on iTunes. I'll be honest, I didn't even check this week because I did uh, all my prep and trying to organize my thoughts and uh, holding clear to that. And of course, if you enjoy the show and want to uh, see it improve and get some great access to exclusive content, you can do so at the Patreon, which is over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. And I am still running that limited time uh, promotion where you can get a thank you in the book that I'm working on. Uh, Again, to be transparent, uh, because that's just the theme of (laughs) this episode, Uh, it has fallen on the back burner. But I'm bringing it up uh, to hold myself accountable because I really want to get this uh, this project done and completed and I could use your help to do so. So go over patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone and check that out. As always, I have to send a humongous thank you to the producers of the happy hearthstone, Menach, Jay Miller, Mr. Blurry, Mark P and Number Theory. Thank you five so much for supporting at the level that you do. Uh, really is an honor to make this thing with you arm in arm. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, for the producers of this show, I actually do a, a private uh, one-on-one coaching session with them. And it's really something I look forward to. Mark P. and I actually had our first session uh, just the other week, and it was a blast. Uh, we were fumbling our way through the new, <laughs> through the, uh, actually the very last moments of the old meta. <laughs> and uh, really, I, I learned a lot and he learned a lot through that. So we had a really fun time. Uh, so thank you five so much for doing what you do for the sake of this entire community. And if you'd like to connect with me, I'd love to hear your feedback for what your thoughts were on this episode. Did it resonate with you? Do, were there some things you thought I missed? Uh, whatever, I'd love to hear what you think. On Twitter at Andrew's Living, or you can email me directly at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash andrewsliving. Uh, no plans for for uh, any broadcasts on there, although I think about it often because I re- I really enjoy doing it. So I hope to be on there, and sometimes it happens on just a random moment. So if you follow me and turn on notifications, the few times I'm actually there, you'll find out immediately. So... Um, and then you can find the show notes for this episode and all episodes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. So be sure to go and check that out. Uh, thank you all so much for being a part of this community, for checking in for this episode. And I really do hope that it's helpful as you continue to process uh, what this news means for you and for me. I'll be honest, because I've shared um, some critical opinions of uh, the company in the past or decisions that have been made in the past that... Though this is the happy hearthstone, this will not be a place where we just turn a blind eye to important matters. And so um, so I've, I've shared what I think. I'd love to hear what you think. And then at the end of the day, we have to choose how to proceed. And I really do respect and understand if for some of you that might be uh, that might be throwing the towel in and being done with this game. There are many other great games out there, and so you're certainly not at a lack for that. Um, but for those of us who are still here, and I know that's probably most of you, uh, let's continue to let this be the uh, bright light that it always has been for me and for others as far as what it truly means to be to gather together to enjoy the fun of uh, of a game that we enjoy and let it be a conduit for us to um, to yeah become the the people that we really want to be at the end of the day. Uh, know that I love you very much and I'm thankful to be able to uh, to talk with you about these really important things. Thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. I'll see you next time.